It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I'm doing really well. So good to hear your voice. Yeah, you too. Good. So... I guess you are you all like like all all done. You're all fixed. <laughs> all fixed with what? <laughs> with life, you got it all figured it out. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think that will be a never-ending journey. But we haven't. Let me see. When was the last time we talked? Oh my God! It was well, yeah, a month ago actually. There you have yeah. it. No, no, no. Really, July, it wasn't that long. Um, uh, I want to say it was about a month ago. Uh, it was a week after my birthday, and then I had screwed up that next appointment. Um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. So um, how was your birthday? How is everything going? Uh, it's going well. Um, go well. I mean, just uh, so the la- um, I went back and re-listened to the tape um, from last time just to you know, kind of re-familiarize myself. Um, with what we were where we were going with everything, <clears throat> and um, so I guess uh, just logistics updates. I had um, told you I was trying to buy a house in Jersey. I was going to try to buy a place in Bermuda, um, you know. And then I had uh, a couple personal vacation things going on. Right, so um, took my kids away to um, Lake George for ten days, which was awesome. Great. Uh, yep. Uh, so we had a great uh, summer vacation there. Uh, the house from Jersey, I can't get financing that I'm comfortable with, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to rent an apartment. Although I'm uh, changing the location of the apartment to downtown Princeton, um, so it's a pretty little town. And I'll be able to walk, go to kind of restaurants and coffee shops and that kind of thing. So I think that'll be a little. A healthier environment, and then uh, the Bermuda thing. Uh, they had uh, marketed the place as very accessible uh-huh. uh, to vacations and stuff. And when you started actually asking them for available times for vacations, uh, they weren't any available. So uh-huh. what you realize is, you know, you're paying a lot of money for, um, you know, a couple weeks a year. So uh, decided to back out on that too. So. Yeah, uh, a couple, you know, not so great um, uh, personal things, especially given what we were talking about last time. But you know, overall, um, you know, feel like I'm managing managing pretty well, and um, you know, I got a, whatever two weeks left of summer, and then we'll uh, get rocking and rolling. Yeah. So what is 
what is it? So what's going on with, well, first of all, I was going to ask you, Jennifer, about the kids, but what's going on for you? How are you doing? How is your, you know, your mood and your drinking and your coping? How is that going on? Um, uh, um, I would say C, you know, maybe B minus. Um, I think the the house, not being able to buy a house, uh, although I know it's the right decision, probably pushed me uh, backwards a bit. Um, I uh, I think I was, I have been able to distract myself, you know, for the summer with, you know, what I would call kind of vacation time, right? You know, time with kids, playing a couple golf tournaments. Um, you know, I did that hike last week, you know, so I, I've been, I feel good about how I've been using my time, but I have, um, to our last conversation, you know, I don't have a lot of structure in my life. And I think, um, I think I need a plan to kind of put more, you know, structure and milestone and goals and, you know, um, because I think ultimately that kind of lack of um, when my kids go back to school, I think I'm gonna have a really hard time. Um, okay. You know, and uh, and I would say some of the things that you know, like the financing thing for the house, not being able to buy a house, is because um, you know I have no income. Okay. You know, because I'm transitioning jobs, the bank doesn't, um, you know, perceive me as valuable. So I'm like, okay, well, let me show you my W-2s on, you know, what I have been able to make, and shouldn't you be able to extrapolate that? Well, you have a job now. No. Are you, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to go get a job, you know, but it's not going to be like this. Well, we can't count any of that as income. Right. Well, what if I have all these assets? why can't you use the assets as collateral? Well, we can, but it'll be 50 cents on a dollar and, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, it's not a home loan then. It's just actually a personal loan. You don't get the tax deductions, you know. And, oh, by the way, all of that is, well, why can't I get a cosigner? So Jennifer offered a cosign. Yeah. That's fine. But then you got to calculate in your alimony and your child support. And at those levels, um, you know, basically, she would need a quarter of a million dollars of free cash flow a year beyond what she has to cover those things. And it, you, you and it, I mean, it, I just it made me really angry, right? I'm like, yeah. so can't can't get past this you know, jerk um, yeah. that I you know got married to, and um, you know, but then you got to calm down and you got to get settled and you got to say, all right, well, it's not the right thing. I mean, the economics of it weren't that great and, you know, it was going to create stress for other reasons. So let's move on and go find but it's still thing. Okay. So in a, in, a, in a scale from zero to 10, how, how pissed are you still right now? Um, about that decision, I don't think I am. Really? Uh, like not at all? No, nah, one. Okay. About, um, about the fact that, um, you know, I'm stuck. 
you know, like, um, you know, I, I can't, um, the decision to not, so that, um, how do I explain it? Um, my parents, you know, want me to go back to work. The bank, you know, says, well, go get a real job, right? Because if you get a real job, then you can have a house. Um, and I, you know, and, and so, um, you know, she, she went down, she went away with the kids, with her boyfriend and their kids, you know, so they're, you know, integrating, you know, their life, but yet she still uses my money to fund her lifestyle. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that are annoying, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be in that place. Oh, I, oh, by the way, I talked to a lawyer. Um, so I was just trying to clarify a couple things um, with my assets and what you could or couldn't do to kind of hide or protect them or, um, you know, those types of things. And, it, you know, essentially the lawyer's advice was um, you're screwed. I mean, as long as she doesn't get married, you got to keep paying. There's no way to not pay her out entirely whether you do or don't have a job. You can go back to court, but that'll cost you money. Um, if you do go back to court, you have to prove you tried to find a job. You know, I asked questions about child support, you know, because I'm going to pay full boat for my kids to go to college. Um, you know, I'm paying 100% of that uh, with money that I've set aside over time from my work. And I said I should be able to lower child support. No, that's not what New Jersey law says. You know, like the only way I can tell you all those, like how those, all those things translate into my mind yeah. is you feel stuck. Like you, mm. you literally feel like. Um, okay. Are you tapping, Jim? Because this, this is really, really important. Like this okay. is, you got yourself into this situation. Just tapping through the point, right? So feeling stuck, stuck because you actually married someone that actually led you to end up in this place where you feel financially trapped. Yeah, I feel financially and emotionally trapped, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's more than financial, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, the house decision, whether it was financial, I think it was as much an emotional decision as a financial yeah. decision. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, and it's that it doesn't seem like there's any way out because even if you don't have an income, you cannot actually renegotiate the other money. No. Now that's hard. Is it because of, um, of is it because of uh, New Jersey law? What? Because that's that's you have to go back to court. Well, so I so I I got paid a two year salary continuance when I left high right. right? So for the next two years, I got to pay because it wouldn't make any sense for me to not. Um, to take all that money and not have to pay her, right? And and then the question becomes, okay, there's two years, there'll be two years left in the divorce contract at that point in time, right? And so um, let's say I'm making 100 grand a year, but I have, you know, X amount of assets. What the, right. judge, is, the judge is gonna do is say, well, you know, ha- have you tried to find a job? Can you prove that you can't make any more money um, you know, my desire to change my career is great, and it's the right decision for me, but that doesn't release me from my obligation to pay alimony. So there's a chance that you can convince the judge 
but that you're paying twenty five grand for a chance. Yeah. Right? It's in legal fees. Right? So um and oh by the way, you know, I do have enough assets to pay it. Right? You know, so it's not like I'm suffering, right? I mean it's not like I can't afford to live or, you know, buy nice things or, you know, uh have a boat at Lake George, right? I mean, so um you know the um as long as she wants to take advantage of me, which I believe she's doing, um, she can. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard, you know, a hard thing to get your head around. But it's, you know, yeah. you just can't. I mean, where i got to get myself to, Laura, is that I know that, and that says more about her than it does me, and I don't let it affect me. The important part, Jim, is that I want, I'm curious if we, as we keep on tapping, so it's like the the the, the frustration level with this issue is uh, to the roof sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, say that again? That the frustration and the anger regarding her and the situation that it puts you in is actually really through the roof because you do feel trapped and stuck in a situation where you cannot, that you cannot change. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, so um, it was 2007, so it was almost a decade ago, and I left TE, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, right? And um, have I ever told you this? No, I don't think so. But I want to ask you something. You're still tapping, because you're going to find... we're going to... Okay, cool. Then we um, so I would have been married, you know, less than nine years at the time. Kids would have been very young. I was very frustrated at GE and, um, you know, frankly, had been treated very poorly for a couple of years. So I built a business plan around doing something different, right? Oh, by the way, lived, I think, in a 7,000-square-foot house, um, um, four acres. 7,000, seven you said? 7,000 square feet on four acres of land, okay? Oh, my God. So, so I had, you know, oh, but, and she wanted that, which is a whole different discussion. But um, um, the, the master bedroom had um, a sitting room. This is the master bedroom. The, the master bedroom was bigger than my, the entire first floor of my apartment. It had a, a, sitting, a sitting room with a fireplace and a TV, um, a, a whole king-size bed, dressers, all that, two showers, two vanities, uh, a jacuzzi tub, and a fitness room in addition to two closets. That was the master bedroom suite of this place. Wow. Okay, so, um, but I didn't, um, I didn't want to work um, in, in an unhealthy place to, to live like that, right? So I wanted yeah. something different. I put a whole PowerPoint presentation together, and I showed it to her. This is 2007, okay? And um, uh, and it was about pursuing different things and soul searching I had done and, you know, um, some different things I wanted to consider. And, you know, it was very detailed and, you know, analytical. And, you know, I had done an exercise. I had done a QFD on the things that were important to me and what I could and couldn't find in, you know, different types of environments. And, like, I had started some of the stuff I feel like now I've done a really good job on, 
Yeah. I sat her down, and I'm like, can we have a drink? I want to share something with you. And I showed it all to her. And, um, you know, I pretty much got her that night, and she walked out and didn't offer to help, didn't offer to do anything, you know, to support me. And then it, all the questions were, when are you going back to work? When are you going to go find a mm-hmm. job? Um, and I think, you know, at that point there, I felt stuck, right? Because I had, you know, $1.2 million mortgage and, um, you know, and essentially I was on my own, right? Um, and um, I think at that point there, I largely said, well, she's not going to change, you know, and I kept working through other things with her, you know, but I got to get out of it, right? Now, it took me three years to work through, um, been, yeah, three years to work through all that, um, find a new job, uh, and um, get myself to the point of being comfortable being divorced, right? Then I got separated. You know, then you get into a legal fight. Then you get into um, all the emotional that she's done to me throughout that process. And um, it, you're, I, I, it is uh, emotionally devastating. I mean, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. been, and my point of saying all that is it's been almost 10 years of feeling like um, I was a slave to somebody I had no respect for. Okay, say that again. So you were a slave for someone or to someone that had you, that you had no respect for. Well, it's a, it wasn't a mutual relationship, right? So you can't have respect for somebody that doesn't respect you, right? I mean, um, so no, I, but this is, this is, there's something a little deeper here that I want. Okay. I'm gonna, you know, we're always gonna nurse in something, right? So if you say that again, I was a slave to someone I had no respect for. Yeah. Can you say that again? I was a slave to someone I had no respect for. And I married her because, can you feel that? I was supposed to. Yes, okay. I married her because I was supposed to, because my parents wanted to, or? Uh, it, um, yeah, I mean, parents, society, um, you know, filled out, you know, she had a few things on a checklist. Um, my brother was having kids, you know. Okay. Um, it was supposed to be the time. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I had never done any better. I was getting older, blah, blah, blah. How old were you when you got married? 31. Okay. Okay. So... <clears throat> So repeat after me, is it it's possible that I married her? Can you say that? It's possible that I had a bout of insanity and married her. Yes, I can say it. <laughs> because I actually freaked out about the future. Um or were you concerned or worried or Something actually put you over the edge that you said, okay, this is time. I better just, better do this. 
You know, it's um, I don't I don't know the actual answer to that. I mean, I let's let's do something really cool, and instead of actually trying to figure it out on your head, I want you to like as you keep on tapping, close your eyes for a moment, and remember to just allow yourself to see that thirty-one-year-old. Just you can imagine, you know, see him from a photo. It doesn't matter. Can you see him at all? Okay, tell me what's going on for him. Um, that's interesting. I mean, I had a relationship with this woman named Kathy, and, um, you know, I never um, thought much about, I mean, I was just happy. I mean, it was fun-loving and happy, and, um, you know, and then your, you know, your friends are getting married or are married and having kids and all that, and uh, you know, so the um, environment you're in becomes much more about couples. Yeah. Um, my mom um, uh, told me that she didn't think Kathy was the right person for me. Mm. Um, my friend uh, Mousewood, uh, who I've known since, you know, freshman year of college, would say that's who you were actually supposed to marry. Um, mm. uh, you know, and then I um, I think I, uh, right about that time, I transitioned to a new job because, yeah. um, because I was uh, worried about my career, right? Mm-hmm. Not worried about living life, but worried about my career put myself in a foreign environment, uh, Schenectady, New York, versus um, uh, versus uh, Connecticut. And, um, you know, that's when I broke up with Kathy, I was in Connecticut, and then I moved to Schenectady. Um, now, so were you, just, just out of curiosity, Jim, that job that was not the best for you because for your career, was that a job you were enjoying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you had a girlfriend that you liked, that you actually had fun with and it seemed like it was going well, and you had a job that you enjoyed, but there was there was something or external, was it more an external thing that you bought into that you had to do? I don't know. Um, I mean, the Kathy thing was definitely my mom. Okay. Um, I mean, that, like any relationship, you know, we had our issues. I thought she was a little bit lazy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I was way happier with her than and it was way more fun uh, than any other relationship I had. You know, the work thing, I think, was more me um, than anything else. Um, But it was, um, I don't know how to explain it. I was... um, Wanting more or really conscious of your timing? um, I... I, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened, um, but I uh, I had one really good friend that I worked with, um, and he left. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it was this. It was a small group. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. it was probably very kind of. Um, uh, it, it was probably quite um, limiting 
in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, we would play basketball at night, you know, we would, you know, go to bars on Friday nights together. I mean, it was, it was a fun environment. And, uh, I don't know what made me decide that something made me decide that it wasn't good enough. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but I don't know what it was now that I remember back. Okay, so can you just if you see him there, he's he's there. He's making the decision. There's something that you can see in him. There was something maybe he wants. He wanted more. He thought that it wasn't enough. Um, but that's not. Uh, there, um, there must have been something else. Um, because I I don't think. I I didn't used to think like that. Like my mm. you know, my mindset at the time was, um, you know, uh, where can I go have the most fun? And a lot of my friends were in and around that area. You know, they were, um, you know, my friends from college lived in Mass and you know Norwalk, Connecticut, and I would see them most every weekend. Um, you know, we go, you know, do do whatever. Um, did they come up to the house? We go water skiing. Um, I had a place that overlooked the lake. Um, kind of fun, you know. So there, there was something that made me, you know, um, feel like I was being judged or would be judged if I stayed there. Is mm. I um is my, I guess, my conclusion. Okay, um, so let's, let's just drop a little bit because you're using your head a lot to remember and to figure things out and analyze. And I'm actually interested in a lot more in what was going on that guided you subconsciously to where you are today. And the reason that I'm doing that, I'm going to actually, I need to get the buy-in from your mind, otherwise it will not give it a break. <laughs> I think you know what I mean, right? Yeah. That the reason that I want to do that is that there's a part of you that is still sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously punishing you for decisions that you made, I don't know, 15 years ago, you know, or, or more actually, more like 18 years ago when you decided to marry your ex. And that, that was a very crucial moment and there were a lot of things going on. And what I would like is to get in touch with everything that was going on so you can have some compassion for that version of you, that younger version of you, and make the best of what happened, getting the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and just come to a place of emotional connection and compassion towards that part of you. Because there's a part of you that is still like beating yourself up and not allowing, not forgiving yourself for it. And and there's a part that it almost feels like you still have to pay for that mistake. And it's like, you know, you, you fucked up by marrying her and now you're stuck for life. And it is your punishment and your penalty or your, you know, prison sentence in a way. And, yeah, I mean, then, I, I, yeah. Uh, I tend to do that a lot. Um, yeah. You know, and I, 
Um, it's funny, Jennifer corrects me all the time. Sometimes, um, you know, I'll, I'll say things about like my childhood and my parents, you know, with a like almost like a, a that punishment victim like um, mentality to it, and she'll correct my language, you know. Um, um, but I. Uh, I tend to look backwards in a very, very negative tone. I know. And the thing is, between you and me, we both know, and you know, you're no victim. You're no powerless. There's no way that you're a helpless person. There's moments that you may feel that way, but it's just a part of you that is trying, that is showing you from a perspective that is that is not serving you. Does that make sense? Sure. So I want to understand that part of you that for whatever reason still believes that you deserve to be punished and that you're, you know, you need to look at everything that you've ever done wrong and as if you, you know, you have to pay for it and that you feel in any way a victim of, things that happen when in reality you you actually make choices. Take taken other than when you was like your childhood, okay? But at thirty one you made a choice. Now what we need to understand I hope you're still talking, right? Yep. Okay. Can you see because I want to do it right like right now. Can you see that thirty one year old again? And what yeah. I please invite you to see him there. Tell me what is going on for him. So he, this is what the, the picture you're painting me. He's having fun with his friends. He's working at a small place where he feels very comfortable. It's kind of smallish, but he's having a good time. He's hanging out with people, and he, they know him and value him. And he's dating a, a, a woman that he's enjoying as well. His life is actually pretty darn good. Yep. And then, then there's, Mom comes and says, you know what, she's another one. And that had a very powerful effect. And I'm curious if either mom or dad said something about, yeah, that's a good job, but it's too small for you, or, you know, it's not good for your career to just stay in that in one place, or some comment. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Some subtle comment that given everything that was going on in his life, he decided that it was best for him to move on. I I, uh, I think the comment would have been, um, uh, when are you going to grow up? Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is that's a very good one, right? Okay. Isn't it, it's, it would piss me off to hear that. Didn't it piss you off? Yeah, yeah. Because this is what happens, Jim. There's a part of you that heard that and went, I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to show you. You think that I may not be able to do much or whatever, or I'm going to be a kid forever. I'm going to show you. And you see that a part of you could could have done that. Yes. Because it's so important for you to just... Stand for yourself, and instead of saying, you know what, I'm fine here. I'm enjoying my life. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm just enjoying myself. But 
the the part of you that rebelled against your parents is still actually present today. And that's why I wanna I wanna, you know, have a conversation with that part. So why is it so important? What is going on that you need to prove them? You need to prove them wrong. Um I um I, I uh can I rephrase the question? Of course. Um I don't um I don't think there's anything wrong with having fun in life. Good. And be, and being happy. Yeah. And um you know, we're we're up at Lake George, um, you know, with the family and you know, um you know, my dad gave all the kids these coins that my grandfather had gotten, like silver mint coins, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but he gave this huge speech to the kids about work and, you know, it's not always easy and, you know, very, you know, 1950s, right? And, you know, I sit there and I look at, you know, Nick, and I'm like, don't ever take a job you're not going to enjoy. Don't ever do yeah. it. You know, I... Um, you know, and, and it's, um, I don't know that I feel like, um, I'm trying to, I I did, I am absolutely sure that there was uh, guiding influence of them, you know, of my brother, not in a bad way, in a competitive way, and of, you know, my ex-wife and expectations and status and all that, that guided me down a path that was unhealthy for me for the last 20 years. Okay, there's no doubt in my mind that that was a part of it in that you know, I still wanted to just enjoy life, right? Um, um, not, not that I don't like to work, but I like that work and play, and that's fine, right? Um, I, I think the bigger question to me is why the hell do they matter? Like, why the hell, um, if they do say, when are you going to grow up, you know, why isn't the response, I am a grown-up? I evolved past you, right? I, um, the fact that you want to be miserable every day is, is on you, not on me. Um, like, why is that conflict still inside of me, that, that I feel like I have to get them to agree with my choices? Okay, that that is a very yeah, that's that's very powerful. So I want you to close your eyes. Stop tapping. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. And I want to just listen to these questions and just allow allow me to guide you. Just for a moment. Can we actually let your mind just be present? But I'm going to invite you to even like put a hand on your like on your belly to just connect with a part of you in your body that is not not your mind. It's not this is not about figuring it out. Okay, so take another deep breath. Jim, why does it matter to you 
what your parents believe of you, what others say of you. Why is it so important that you feel appreciated and seen for who you are? What would happen if you were not? If you would go completely against? What could happen? And take a breath and just stay. And notice what actually happens. Especially notice any body sensations, any emotions that come up. Not so much words, but sensations and emotions, if there's any tightness or any pressure, any any sensation, why is it important? Why does it matter that your parents appreciate or have a, a positive way, you know, perception of you? How do you notice? Tightness in my, uh, like in my, like almost in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get up and fucking run away. Okay. And if you were to run away, where would you go? I just don't, I don't want to confront it. I don't want to deal with it. I just don't. Um, wait. You don't want to, what was the last word you said? I just want to be away from it. Right? Um, yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Is it possible? And I know this is very uncomfortable. So this is if you want to start tapping, that's going to help your nervous system. Because your nervous system is like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk about this. I can use my, I can use my head. I can figure it out. I can use my anger. But I don't like feeling vulnerable and open. I, I'm not comfortable there. It's not okay. Is that true? Uh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, is it possible? And I'm talking to this tightness in your throat and this wanting to just run away. Is it possible that there's a part, these parts of you, that still want to be appreciated, approved, accepted, and loved by your parents? Um, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, but that, I know that the adult part is going to say otherwise, but I want to check check in because we talked about these. Who's running the show is that 10-year-old. It's not you anymore. And in order to have a fun and successful life, that is your definition of success, as an adult, you have to... Embrace both. 
embrace your subconscious as well as your conscious mind. And your subconscious is saying, I am going to do whatever mom and, mom and dad want because I need to survive. Well, yeah, it's, um, I think my subconscious is saying I will do whatever they need because I need to survive. And there's a big yeah. difference between need and want because need sometimes isn't even expressed. So I'm guessing. And what they need is for you to be successful in their terms. I think so. And to that little boy, that part of you that is a subconscious, that younger part of you, parents being happy equates with you surviving and getting at least a minimal amount of caring and affection. And this this particular child of yours, that is you as a little boy, he was a very sensitive child. He was very driven. He was very... He had a lot of energy and a lot of great stuff. He was also very sensitive. Being a sensitive boy is not a good thing. But things really touched you and they affected you. You needed connection. You needed affection. You needed to feel seen and to be part of. Every child does. You have a special gift, which for you sometimes it turns into a curse, but I know it's a gift. But that same vulnerable, sensitive, and really incredible heart that you have is also the part of you that needs that level of connection. That whenever we get close to it, it wants to run away, right? Yep. Just keep on breathing with me. Just tapping. Okay, repeat after me. I don't like this part of our session. <laughs> That's not true. Is that true? Oh, good. Okay, so tap and tell me what is going on. What is happening? Um, I, I, um, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's correct. Um. You know, it um, it feels to me like um, you know I I have you know a, a few sets of problems that I don't know how to integrate right. So I have you know conscious and subconscious of who I've evolved into today, and then I still have you know conscious and subconscious from history. Um, and, um, it's, it's hard to, um, translate all of that into a peaceful existence. It's true. And I, I, my, my sense is that you have made a ton of really positive changes. Can you see that looking back? Yeah. You have, see, as humans, sometimes we forget because right now is this is your new normal and you still see that there's struggles and conflicts and all kinds of things. So you're like, oh, shit, I'm still here. Truth is, 
yeah, you're still here. You're still alive. There's still things. But you have made incredible amounts of changes in a very, very different place. And what I would love to do if we had the time, too bad that I have another client, but otherwise I would just offer you to just extend, but um, I would love to do a deeper process of actually really connecting with that boy because he is he's really at the at the core here. He's he's really the one that needs to we need to take him to that top of the mountain where he just voices everything but then ends up getting what he really wants. And I think we're gonna if you really wanna commit to getting through these, we will have to do that. For about like three or four sessions just really focus on that. Because I, I realize it's not going to be one, you know, one-shot deal. Yeah, he signed up for the session um, uh, next week, the week after. Okay. Uh, so I'm already on the books for one, and I can go in and get another one. That would be really good. That would be for the week really, after, really good. So we can get yes. Two done. Are you going to be away next week? Is that why, Jim? Yeah, I'm going to be in Seattle all week. Okay. Okay. Is this also fun or work? That's work. I'm trying to finish that one consulting contract I had and uh, and make a little money. Okay. And does that is that working for you? The consulting? Um, no. Um, that's probably a different conversation. But um, no. Okay. So these will I, don't, be I don't find any passion in it. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'll it, uh, I'll let you know after next week, like going out, you know, and spending a week working on it. I'm flying to Seattle. You know, that's you know, it's going to be interesting, right? It's going to be, you know, do I get into it when I'm there, or do I just want to go home? You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. You know, the whole time I'm there, and you know, I, I do, you know. I do believe it's an important transitionary thing for me to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for my money and um, keep yourself occupied and, you know, but it's, I, right now I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of passion for it. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's very, okay. So there's two pieces here. Is there a way that you can find something that you can say, you know what, this is part of what I'm doing and I'm, I'm going to make the best of it and maybe I'll have fun doing it and just, you know, give the best of that I have to offer? Yeah, I think that's my at. Okay. That's my attitude. Because, is, because know, the I, thing is that it's not what I'm going to see that is going to happen is that every evening you're going to have a, a few, um, you know, a six-pack or more for your for company, which I don't think it's going to feed your, you know, your heart in the end. Yeah. So, um, and then maybe a possibility for a session, by the way, because lay there, if, you know, when you're out of work, then would be a time that instead of the six-pack, we could have a session. That may be a possibility. Chat saying. Okay. So let me, I'll go on the schedule or... Okay, yeah, that, that that's okay. So where is that part of you? I know that we kind of hid it away, that part of you that wanted to run out and you had something on your throat? Yeah. Is it is it gone? Yeah, I'm used to burying it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
not disrespectfully, but uh, no, I mean, I um, I think the to me the message in it is that um, that wrestling match I'm playing with my history, um, which I think was your point is what I got to work my way through. Yes. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So if you were to guess that part of you, if you were to give it an age, you know, the thing on your throat and just wanting to run away, how old would you say that part of you is? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to not believe it goes all the way back to the you know, a little bimmy in the backyard at my grandparents' house, right? Um, yeah. You know, because I, I think the seeds of that, um, the seeds of it would would go back that far, right? I mean, it's the same same theory. Um, yeah. And and how old was he? Was how old there? Uh. Yeah, I thought we said like three, two, three years old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though there were other people around, he was feeling pretty much on his own. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of nailed it. You know, I operationalized, um, you know, what I had to do to make people happy or what, Know, and if I got them happy, then I was okay being happy. And I think as I've grown up, um, that's become harder and harder to do um, as you bring in other people. I mean, as you bring in a relationship, I think what you realize is that's impossible to do, right? Um, yeah. You know, okay. So why, would, why would somebody have a hard time releasing into a relationship that allowing themselves, you know, love or to be loved, well, you know, that's another set of people to make happy, right? And, oh, by the way, I'm not doing a very good job or haven't in the other mm. one. So, you know, it, yeah. it, I mean, it's all a lot. I, I can see the logic in it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see and I'm doing a much better job than I was on the emotional side, but I clearly still got some stuff to work through. Yeah, because I think that this pattern is not has not fully stopped. Like right. no, what? Right. So okay, tap tap with me. Just tap. We have like I don't know whatever five seven minutes whatever. So I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured it out. I actually need people in my life. I need people in my life. I actually like having people in my life. I actually like having people in my life. But when I was two or three years old... When I was very young. I figured out that I had to make them happy. I I figured out I had to make them happy. So I could survive emotionally. Why I could survive emotionally. And since that day, as soon as that day, I've been trapped in a conflict. I've been trapped in a conflict. That day, there was a part of me that was buried away. That day, there was a part of me that was buried away. The part of me that actually valued who I was. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that day and a lot of days since then. Of course. Um, that was a day that he got buried, and then he got more dirt on top of it along the right. way. Right. Absolutely, yeah. But I made a decision because I needed to survive. I made a decision because I had to survive. And I knew that in order to survive, I needed connection. And I knew that in order to survive, I needed connection. And connection uh, meant making them happy. A connection at the time meant making them happy. And to this day, there's still a part of me that believes that. And to this day, there's still a part of me that believes that. And struggle with two sides of the story. And struggles with two sides of the story. There's a part of me that feels like I need to make them happy. There's a part of me that feels like I need to make them happy. And there's a part of me that is just burst out saying, the fuck with you people. <laughs> there's a part of me that's just burst out and saying, the fuck with you people. I need to survive here. Time for me to survive here. And I don't care what you need. I don't care what you need. I know I can no longer take care of you. I know I know that I can I, no longer take care of you. Yeah, I don't want to take care of you anymore. I don't want to take care of you anymore. And then there's an end when I when that part goes too far. When that part goes too far. Then I come back and actually try to appease and please them. I don't understand why. Well, there's, it's almost like a pendulum. There's a, you go and please, right? You try to do what actually would make others happy until you're like, you burst. You're bursting at the seams because you're losing your, yourself. You're losing your soul. You're losing, you're start withering and you're like, fuck it. Fuck it all. I'm not taking care of you anymore. You go yep. to the pendulum, goes whoop, all the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, I don't want to hear about your problems. I don't want to deal with it. Don't cry to me. Don't tell me anything. No. Forget it. I mean, it's me. It's me, 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 me. Until you feel too guilty and then you're like, oh, okay. Yes, of course I can be here for you. Of course. I would never be that selfish that I don't care. Right. And it, and this has been going on forever, pretty much. Yep. yep. That you remember anyway. Okay. The time has come. The time has come. For me to be connected with myself. For me to be and remain connected with myself. Feeling grounded and centered. Keeping grounded and centered. Knowing what is important to me. Knowing what is important to me. And one of the things that are important in my life. One of the things that's very important in my life. Is connection. Is connection. I do like and love people in my life. I do like and love people in my life. And there's certain people that I truly want, I want to make happy. And there are people that I truly want to make happy. And have a balance between the two. I have a balance between the two. So me being happy means that they are happy as well. So me being happy means that they are happy as well. When I was very, very young, that was not a possibility. When I was very, very young, that was not a possibility. And I gave up on that. And I gave up on that. I gave up on being happy. I gave up on being happy. 
and I just try to make them happy. I just try to make them happy. But the time has come to have balance in my life. But the time has come to have balance in my life. Did you breath? I have the knowledge, the wisdom, and the ability. I have the knowledge, wisdom, and ability. And a huge heart. And a huge heart. That can hold me. That can hold me. And others. And others. And lead a happy and fun life. Lead a happy and fun life. While doing what I'm passionate about. While doing what I'm passionate about. Feeling completely at peace and congruent with myself. Feeling completely at peace and congruent with myself. Okay, take a deep breath. Hmm. How does that feel, Jim? How are you doing? Good. How's your throat? That's fine. But there's a part of you that is not fully present, right? No, it's hard. It's a uh, there's some boundaries there that are hard that I gotta fight through. Yeah. What is what are, what is that about? Can you tell me? Just we can we can you know put it on the agenda. But um, but what is it that is hard that you disconnect? There's a part where you just disconnect. I I don't I I think in part I don't believe it. Um, you don't believe. That is possible. That I don't believe that I'm worthy of it. I don't believe um, I can, you know, um, like my um, my fight reflex kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like um, you'll say, I want people around me that. Um, you know, are going to be happy because I'm happy. And my Mm -hmm. first reaction will be to think of a story where Jennifer did something wrong. Not not where she did something right, because she's done a hundred things to make me feel that way. But um, so I'm, I'm, um, when I say my fight reflex, I'm, I'm looking for the problem. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to tell myself I'm, it's not, Okay, I'm trying to tell myself it, you know, it won't, it won't really work. It, you know, it, um, you know, so there's this, um, like this massive defense mechanism um, built up that I, I don't know how to work through. Okay. Okay. So that massive defense mechanism that you're talking about um, that says it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out, right? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. How how strong would you say that that is? Uh, stronger than you can imagine. Okay. And you describe it? Is it like a massive one of those super massive? Uh, what what is it like? Like one of those? I'm trying for some reason I, I'm thinking of those like super super massive uh, building construction. Um, yeah, I I feel like just a big wall. Like oh, a, it's like a big wall. Huge-ass granite wall. Yosemite. Think of the cliff at Yosemite. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. 
and and it says this is this is like that this is it like we're not this is like it's strong but it's also protecting you what is it protecting you from about uh, being hurt um mm. um you know trusting somebody and being neglected you know whatever Okay, so attracting someone and then being neglected, is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. So the possibility of being hurt or being abandoned is so huge that it's like, okay, the wall's coming in. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I think it's a combination of that and of uh, not having a lot of history where um, it worked out. How are things with Jennifer right now? Just in two words. Good. Good? Yeah. Is that working out? Yeah. I mean, I think there's still stuff to be worked out, but mm-hmm. we're, we're working on it and uh, um, spending time together. So it's so well. So is that like proven wrong your 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 theory that things are not going to work out? Uh, no, because it's still. Um, I mean, there's still conflicts that exist. You know what I mean? And I. Um, um, you know, so I was um, not feeling great yesterday, and I was. Uh, laying down and um uh she called me and she was you know very so i was having a hard time getting my nervous system under control it would be the way to explain it mm-hmm. um, and so i was laying down trying to just work through some meditation and some other stuff and she called me agitated about something else um and i you know i like i um felt i just felt like well she doesn't understand like she doesn't she's not listening to me so i actually said listen can i just lay down please and she said yep fine but then she was mad at me later and then i explained it so listen your anxiety level jennifer was um i just couldn't deal with it so i so i needed to go and then she got mad at me for saying that right but that was the truth i like her anxiety being you know, I viewed it to be being pushed on me, right? Um, um, created a massive problem for me that I was incremental to the problem I was dealing with on my own. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, of course. Now, is it true, Jim, that you you said that to her? That was your truth, right? Yep. And she got upset by it. And did you get? Did you escalate from that? Um. I did back away from it, yeah. Did you no, but you backed away from her, but did you escalate that you got really, really pissed or you just said well, I got mad. Just... Yeah, I got mad. You got mad. Okay. But you you don't feel hurt or you don't feel valued and like her her feelings have to take precedent and if you cannot take care of it and you stay you say that then she gets she gets upset with you. Like you can, there's no space for you to take care of yourself. Um but again, we talked about it later at night. We, you know, rephrase things and work through it, and you know, it's fine. It was fine, but 
there's still this thing in the back of my mind that worries about that. And, um, but I, if this makes sense, I know it's because of all the things we're talking about. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, um, I know my lack of ability to be empathetic, my lack of ability to, you know, pick myself up and say, okay, well, let me give her a few minutes and then go back to what I was doing. Like those things are a selfish little kid, right? And you can't be in a relation, an adult relationship if you're being a selfish little kid. You know what I mean? Um, but like, I get it all, Laura, but it's, and I, um, you know, I, nobody could be as patient as she's being with me, mm-hmm. but, but that said, there's still things to be worked of course. And there has to be space for both of you. There has to be space for both of you. So it's true that in moments you're a selfish little kid, in moments she's a selfish little girl. And as we talked before, when the two of you are triggered, there's no adult in the room. And if there's no adult in the room, then the best thing you can do is just take a little bit of time apart. So you take care of your kid, she takes care of her kid, and then you can reconnect. But in the moment, it's like there's nobody there to take care of anybody because you're flipping out. Yeah. And and that's that's actually a normal relationship. But all in all, what I'm what I want to get from that is that you really, when you communicated what you were going, what how was happening now for you, what that first approach were you okay? Were you mellow about it, or were you already upset that she called you agitated? Uh, no, I was pretty mellow at that point. Okay. So that, to me, is progress. That's what I want to tell you. Like, you're understanding, you know, you're you're taking care of yourself. You're doing something to, like, soothe yourself so you can feel better. You're communicating that calmly. And that is already huge progress. So that, from what I understand, before, you would just blow up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or and I you would bury it and blow up later. Right. Or you would do it and then you would resent the heck out of it. Yep. So that now the piece that is, that is very important to understand is that it is true. It is true that you're creating a new paradigm for you, a paradigm where you actually fully understand that you need to be who you are and that you have a need to be seen for who you are and you want to be supportive in who you are. And you also have a need for connection. You are not someone that lives in isolation. There's people that can handle it. You don't. You you want to be seen. You want to connect. You want to have that level of... Because you have a huge heart. You need to be in connection. That's yeah, so it, it, the story I would have on that, Laura, is, uh, you know, the hiking, it is absolute isolation. Yeah. Like, you don't see anybody for hours. Did you go by yourself? I did. Wow. And I hated it. <laughs> you know, it is the ideal cave environment. Like, you yes. literally don't see anybody for hours, and when you do, you don't have to talk to them. You say, hey, how are you? Like, nobody actually wants to have a deep conversation because they're fucking miserable, right? They're hiking in 110-degree heat. They don't want to talk to you any more than you want to talk to them. It's the ultimate cave environment, and I hated it. So that proves my point. I agree. So, so the key here is going to be how do we actually allow these two parts of you to communicate and to be at peace with each other? 
So there's a part of you that wants to, like, send everybody to hell, and there's a part of you that is really needing them. Yeah. Well, the part of me that wants to send everybody to hell is the scared kid. It's it's easier to be angry at somebody and look at their defects than it is to open up and be empathetic and allow them in. It's absolutely true, but it's the it's little kid and he's the adult that doesn't believe there's any space for him to, yeah. to be himself. So it's, it's a compilation of both because there's, there's a part of the adult that still believes, based on all the history, that he cannot get what he needs or he cannot be valued or appreciated for who he is. Is there any chance that you can find some time? I don't know if I have time this week or not, but it would be so fabulous to be able to continue this. Um, yeah, let me, I'll look. I'll look right now. Okay, okay. So let's do that. And, I, you know, if you don't find anything and you have a time, just let me give me a couple of options. Maybe I can make a, a little window. Okay, sounds good. Okay, wonderful. Right. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.